If you're a more energetically sensitive, creative, or entrepreneur who's ready to transform your sensitivities into your superpowers so that you can spend more time in the flow and less time in the internal struggle, then you've come to the right place. The Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Long Stokes, is a business and marketing podcast where we uncover the roadblocks that most energetically sensitive entrepreneurs and creatives face on their journey to success and how to move past these blocks to live a more purpose-driven and energetically aligned life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Long Stokes, and as promised, I am back one week later. Really proud of myself for making this happen, (laughs) getting on top of my podcasting. Um, I've just had some really exciting topics that have been bumbling about in my brain. So it makes it really easy those times when I have a lot of creative downloads. So in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about energy frequencies, energy channels, essentially the channels that you have the ability to move in and out of as an energetic being. Some of these channels are channels you want to be a part of, and some of these channels are ones you definitely want to be wary of. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about that, dive in, and I'm going to give you a couple little tricks and tips to help you identify where you are at in moving along that tuning (laughs) tuning knob with these different frequencies. Okay, so let's start off by talking about an energetic frequency, because if you're like most people, you're probably like, uh, I don't really know what you're talking about. So I'm going to try to find the best way to describe it, because I'll be honest with you, it's even hard for me to talk about. I started doing this work at kind of this level, this type of work about seven years ago, and every day... I would say I become a little bit more aware of energy frequencies. And so um, I'm going to talk about it kind of high level first, and then I'll talk about what it looks like for me in my day-to-day and then what it might look like for you in your day-to-day. Okay, so let's do kind of a high level preview of energetic frequencies. The best example I can come up with is, I don't know how many people still listen to the radio, I sort of hope some of you do. Like I live in a small little beach town and there's not too many radio stations. Let's say that there's maybe like eight that pick up decent reception. Maybe, maybe even honestly like five, maybe four that I have programmed. Maybe only three, honestly, because there's not a ton of great radio stations in my area. Um, So sometimes, sometimes you just want to like listen to classic rock on the radio, or you want to listen to like in Portland, they have a really good jazz station. What you might notice though, if you listen to the radio, is that each station has its own frequency. You know, maybe one station listens to country, uh, one station listens to alternative rock, one listens to uh, old school or like oldies, the 50s kind of bebop music. So obviously, those are all different stations. They're on their own frequencies. And then if you've been listening to these, let's say, five stations in your hometown for many years, you probably don't even have to look at your dial to know which one you're tuning into. You could just press scan and you're like, oh, this is 99.9. 
this is uh, 98.5. Like you kind of just know. And within that, maybe those stations don't just play different music. Maybe they have just kind of a different vibe. Like one station is more like upbeat. Uh, you know, you got your Christian rock and Christian radio where, you know, I always know if I'm on a Christian radio channel, it's just got, they just play certain types of songs and I just get the vibe. I'm like, oh, I'm on a Christian, I'm on a Christian station. Like that's what's happening right now. Um, or an NPR, like you always know when you land on NPR, you're like, okay, I'm definitely on NPR right now. Like all of these stations kind of have their own vibe. They have their own frequency. These are uh, different frequencies that, you know, obviously are needed so that everyone has space in the airwaves. Um, I don't totally understand that. I'm never going to understand that. I don't need to understand that. I just know that that's the way it is. They all have their own frequency. Within that, they listen to their own music. And within that, they have their own kind of vibe and a general feel, maybe a mission or vision that that radio station is trying to accomplish. So like I mentioned, there's going to be ones that you resonate with, and there's going to be ones that you definitely don't. The ones that you resonate with are going to be ones that you program into your dial so that you don't have to sort through all the stations all the time to find what you're looking for. The other ones are going to be available to you, but you're probably not going to program them into your system because you don't really care if you have easy access to them. In fact, you might want to actively avoid them, which is why you program the other ones in the first place. So what does this have to do with energy? Okay, so now we can kind of talk about this in terms of energy and how this impacts your day-to-day life. So radio stations have frequencies, but so do, so does everything else in our life. Um, This is where you start talking about the basics of energy, like maybe there's five bars in your town. Uh, One bar you love, one bar is okay, one bar is like you'd go there if you had to, and one bar you wouldn't touch with like a 10-foot pole. Each one of those is related to the energy frequency of that space. Um, This can happen with houses or apartments as well. Um, I could go into a house and something about my energy frequency is aligned with the house, whereas someone else's isn't. A fascinating story around that is, um, you know, we bought this kind of big Victorian, neo-Victorian beach house in Oregon on the coast, and it has a definite energy to it. I walked into it and was like, this is awesome. Like what the heck is happening here? And like, I saw all the creative potential. I was like, this is the house we are going to like create stuff in. And it's been a very creative house for us. Like I started a product line, started this business. My husband does jewelry out of there. We have an Airbnb we run. Like there's just so much like creativity and productivity happening in that house. So recently, um, one of the uh, gals who I met who lives in the same town came over to my house and she was like, oh my God, I had no idea you lived in this house. And I was like, oh, do you know the house? And it's kind of like a semi little famous house in our town just because um, it's really unique and it's in kind of this unique neighborhood. And so it gets a lot of like people just driving by and pointing because they're like, huh, this is interesting. So Apparently, when it had been on the market, she had come and done a little house tour. And she said, 
you know, the first thing she said to me when she found out I lived there, she goes, oh, are all the spirits still here? And I was like, um, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't even think she knows that I do this work. Um, kind of, she knows me under a different context in life. And my husband and I do a ton of energy work. And like of all the houses we've lived in, we felt like we've had the fewest number of beings to contend with. There's definitely some, like the woman who's lived there previously likes to come back and visit. Uh, she was really into the house and all the decorations. And I think she's one of the major reasons why we were able to land this house and how smoothly it went. Like she wanted us to be there. And this woman told me that when she walked in, she started to feel so woozy. She almost like puked. And that the couple times she went here, she started to feel so awful that she had to leave every time. Now that is interesting because um, my husband and I, obviously very energetically aware, we're psychics. We did not have that experience when we came in. So to me, that told me immediately that my husband and I's frequencies were much more aligned with the energies of the house than this woman. Um, on the other hand, my husband, when he first moved uh, from Hawaii to the Pacific Northwest, he went into this um, apartment building that he was looking at renting. It's in Astoria. It's super tall. It's kind of creepy. Like, I don't know, it's modeled after some famous old building. And apparently he went there and, you know, got in the elevator, got off on the floor where they were going to show him the apartment and then literally couldn't take a step into the hall. Like, I think he took a step into the hall and then he said, nope, 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 nope. He got back onto the elevator and he went downstairs and he never went back. He's like, I am not aligned with this frequency, with this energy. He didn't have the words, but he he is a very psychic guy. And he was like, you know, maybe the, maybe the terms he would have used back then was like bad vibes. Um, when he and I were house hunting for our first house together in Portland, you know, I was just on such a mission to like buy a house no matter what a piece of crap it was. And he would always walk in and just very gently say, Anna, this isn't the one. Like, and there was this one where I was just like hell bent, like this is going to be my house. And he walked in and he said, no, no, Anna, like, no. And then when we found the right one, he was like, yes, this is it. Like, this is the right house. And honestly, he was right. I'm so glad we ended up with the house we ended up with and not the one across the street that made him feel weird when he went in. And he's just such like a feely cancer empath, even without all his psychic training. He was just like born that way. And um, it comes in handy when, you know, doing uh, house hunting. At this point, um, I have him help me screen a lot of things in life because He's very in touch with that, that gut feeling. And um, sometimes it saves us time. We don't have to do a big reading around it. He's just like, nope. And I'm like, okay, I trust that. Like, I don't fight it anymore like I used to. Anyhow, those situations are essentially us tapping into the frequencies and either feeling aligned or not aligned. So the bigger picture I want to get at here is that there are times in our life, of course, like most of the time, where we are tapping into frequencies. And then based on tapping into those frequencies, seeing how we feel about it, deciding, is this going to be one I'm going to program into my life, i.e. like your radio dial? Is this one I'm going to set on um, 
you know, programmed. This is number one in my programming. This is number two in my programming. This is number three. So essentially, what frequencies in life are you tapping into? So I'm going to talk about some of the common ones I see um, on the spectrum that maybe aren't working for you that might be something you just want to like take into consideration. One of those frequencies is the news. Let's start with television news. Uh, television news has a very interesting frequency. I'm going to go as far as to say it's downright toxic. If you are someone who can pry yourself away from TV for a while, and then you'll go back to it, you will understand what I'm talking about. Um, I don't believe this is something that is just because I do a lot of energy work that I don't like watching television news. This is very much something that when you take a break and then you step back into the frequency, all of a sudden you really notice how the news makes your body feel. Um, common things I've noticed, and the only reason I ever watch the news is because maybe I'm at a restaurant where you kind of have no choice or I'm at the airport. Like, I feel like that's it in the U.S. I don't feel like that's in other countries. In the U.S., it's just like such a fear-mongering society that almost wherever you go, like, you can't get away from the doom and gloom of the news on television. And to put this in perspective, I don't know the exact rates, but I think they used to say that, like, the news used to play for, like, an hour a day or, like, 30 minutes a day. Like, that's what used to be common when televisions first came out. Now the news is something you can tap into 24-7, and there's multiple stations. And so um, one of the times that I have to be around this is when I go visit my parents. They often have the news on for... um, you know, maybe two to three hours just kind of running on the background in the morning and a couple hours at night as well. Even if they're not sitting there like watching it, it's playing in the background. And so the physiological response that I have to that is um, usually that I start getting a little bit angry. I start getting a little bit irritated. Um, Sometimes I have physical symptoms, like I start feeling dizzy or a little bit sick. Essentially, it really doesn't matter. These are all just frequencies. This is the general um, television news frequency. So if you're someone who watches news all the time, I just encourage you to see what it's like to take a break, especially if you're someone who's also experiences a lot of anxiety or you're not sleeping well. Uh, it could be great to take a pause and see how taking a pause uh, changes your life. Um, if you take a pause for a day, that's not long enough. I'm going to encourage you to take a couple of weeks to a month just entirely off of watching the news and to see how that goes. Now, this is where I can already feel a lot of people who are really addicted to the news cycle say, well, how do I get my news? Um, I quit watching news and partaking really in most any any really form of news. Um, probably like, I mean, honestly, once Trump became president, I just had to tap out like entirely. I I couldn't be in the frequency I wanted to be in and also pay attention to uh, what was happening. And so uh, this was me making a very intentional decision that um, I either needed to feel like I was staying really informed or else I needed to put like my mental health, my energetic health first. And I chose the latter. I chose to put my mental health and my energetic health first. And that's when I really started to become a lot more empowered 
in my energy. It's really hard to um, combat. This is something. Okay, so when people take my empathic energy management class, one of the first things they learn is that energy, um, energy is something that is distinct. We all have our own energies, but that also energy is something that is malleable. So when you hang out with someone, your energy feels fields uh, connect, you take on each other's energy. That is that is life. So you're going to walk through life. You're going to take on people's energy. But the third thing is that you have the ability to learn how to clear that out of your space so that you can have your truth and your energy, which by the way, is always going to feel best. It's always going to feel best to just be in your energy. It doesn't mean you don't have relationships with people, that you can't connect with people. It just means that you connect with them outside of your space. There's very few times in life where you have to let people into your energetic space to have a relationship with them. Okay, side note, total side note, but it applies because these things in our life that we choose to be in relationship to, even if it's not a person, even if it's just a news channel, those are essentially frequencies that you are either allowing into your space or you're not. So my problem with um, being a avid news consumer is that it's really hard for me, even as like a master energy worker, to keep that energy out of my space. I can do it, but it takes more work. I have to spend more time meditating. I have to spend more time grounding. I have to spend more time blowing pictures. I have to spend more time putting up protection roses. There's all these things I have to do that honestly, I would just rather not watch the news and not have to deal with it in the first place. So all that is kind of dealing with energetic frequencies. Um, Another energetic frequency that you might see that impacts you a lot that doesn't have to do with the news media in general is just kind of social media. And each social media channel has its own frequency. Like Twitter has its own frequency. Facebook has its own frequency. Like I cannot stand to be on Facebook anymore. It's so funny. Like the vibe I get from Facebook is like, it's where people go to um, play with the energy of the victim martyr complex that I talked about a little bit in yesterday or last week's episode where it was like, just a lot of people kind of complaining and I'm the victim of this and oh, I had, and I'm still suffering with this. And I don't know, there's just something, it, it feels like there's just a vibe that I hate. Like I just, I hate it. I can't stand it. And that's like my least favorite. I still have an account because of whatever Facebook has taken over the world. Like I still have one, but you're not going to see me post. And if you do, it's because it's like, coming from a push through from Instagram. Uh, Instagram has its own vibe. Um, TikTok has its own vibe. Like every, every channel of social media has a different frequency. And this is why you find certain generations kind of latch on to certain social media channels. It's because different generations, um, tend to run different energies. Like maybe not all of them match, but definitely, you know, after like going back and working at my studio after I sold it, there's a lot of really young girls who work there, young women in their, you know, early 20s. They are like multiple generations removed from me. We run different energy. We are on different frequencies. Doesn't mean they can't be on my frequency and I can't be on theirs. It means that generally we're just running a different frequency. 
So social media is the same. So um, in general, I don't spend a lot of time on social media. Um, I try to have a relationship with it where I just pay attention to if it starts to feel overwhelming or I start to um, fall into any type of comparison that I take a break from it, or I really just kind of use it for what feels good to me. So I tend to use it a lot more when I travel and I'm just kind of sharing um, fun pictures in my life. But when I have to go on there primarily just for marketing, it just it's not a frequency I love to use for marketing. So um, maybe you can relate. Maybe you can take a minute and think about um, a social media frequency that you tap into. So some of this is figuring out what these different frequencies are. And I think social media is a great start. Like you could just think, you could take like a couple minutes here and think about the different channels and pay attention to how your body feels when you think about them or what goes through your mind. Like, do you find yourself cringing when you think about Twitter? Um or you find yourself feeling nostalgic about MySpace, like I don't know, whatever it is, just you kind of pay attention to that. That's going to give you um, some indication of whether you are aligned with that frequency or you are misaligned. If you're misaligned with a frequency, it might be time to um, really just step away from that. Um, <laughs> I like to say like, the, the quickest way to change your energy is to cut out the things that you're no longer aligned with. Like rather than try to change the whole world, like some of these people who have this like really um, dramatic relationship with social media and they're always on there like, I hate it when people post pictures about their mother because I have no mother. I hate it when people post pictures about meat because that's so rude. I'm a vegan. It's like, dude, you can't control what other people post. All you can control is whether you decide you're going to put yourself in a situation where you're going to consume it or not. Like, don't play the victim here. So if you're someone who finds yourself in this constant battle of feeling like defeated by a social media channel, uh, it's time for you to take control of your space and move it out. Find something else to do with your time. Find a different way to market. Social media is absolutely not necessary. For you to achieve the goals in your life, especially if you're feeling that sick, gross feeling around it. Uh, on the flip side, a frequency sometimes I see in the more quote unquote spiritual community is um, kind of the like, let's say good vibes only, or if you're really spiritual, uh, your, your poop don't stink. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of vibe. I don't know. It always comes to my head in this picture of someone and like, uh, a loose cotton flowy dress. It's just this like walk on water, soft voice. It's this thing that happens in the spiritual community to try to prove to other people how spiritual they are. It's a very certain frequency. So it might not be a frequency that you um, feel is toxic. Like maybe, you know, I feel like news is toxic. It's not that I feel this um, community is toxic, but it's not one I'm in alignment to. Um, one time my husband and I, we went to this hot springs in Oregon that's kind of famous and it is hippie, hippie dippy. And the energy pretty much everyone else was matching to there, and I'm going to talk about matching more in a moment, was this particular energy. And we didn't want to match to it. We are sovereign of our energy bodies. We like to run our energy the way we like to run it. So to be put in a situation where we felt almost like we had to match to enjoy ourselves didn't feel good. So it wasn't quite as obvious as like the toxic news thing, but it's definitely something where we were like, yeah, we're not going to go back. This place has such a vibe to it and it, it attracts 
such people with that vibe that it's not something where we want to go like spend money and make it a vacation. Um, It's not a bad thing. It's just not something we're aligned with. Okay. So I'm going to talk really quickly about matching. Um, So when you talk about frequencies, um, one of the things that can happen is you decide you're either going to match it or not, which is essentially you're in alignment with it or you're not. So with energy matching, it's kind of like you can take it on as your own, or maybe you have a lot of matching energy in your space. Um, this is something like you learn about the more you get into like advanced clairvoyant work. It's one of the ways that you move through energy in your life and you learn to take your steps and have your growth. So I'm not going to get super far into it here, but what I will say is that um, if you're somebody who doesn't have a lot of energetic sovereignty, it might be that you match to an energy of a group or to an energy of the news or to an energy of a radio station or whatever, because um, that makes things easier for you. It makes you feel like you're part of a group. It makes you feel like you're a part of something. And so sometimes in, for instance, like I struggled a little bit. I did this surf camp back in December. And um, a lot of the time, you know, and I'm not someone who spends a lot of time in comparison. Um, and I found myself comparing myself a lot to the women there, the women who were running the camp, who had chosen this lifestyle that's like so different than the life I've chosen for myself, which is like they're on the road a lot. They're super fit. And mostly what they care about is surfing. Like that's like 85% of like the joy in their life. And to me, I was just like, wow, that's like, so not me. But I found myself feeling in this group of like women who were matching that energy that maybe I needed to match that energy myself. Like something was wrong with me that I was outside the group. Um, and I don't think that happens to me much in life. Um, but when you're in like a group, you know, this was like a seven day retreat, you start to feel like an outsider for long enough, you're going to do what you need to do to get comfortable. So there was times I would find myself comparing because I wasn't matching that energy. So that's a little bit on matching. But the main thing I want you to take away from this episode, if you take anything away, is that, you know, every day we are choosing what, um, what frequencies we're tapping into. And sometimes this is a conscious choice and sometimes it's an unconscious choice. Um, I do feel like if you're listening to this episode, that there's a part of you that wants to become really a lot more conscious to the frequencies that you're tapping into. And you might not go like cold turkey on um, some of the frequencies that you know you're no longer aligned with. Like maybe, maybe that's not your solution. But I think the first step is just becoming aware of what are the frequencies you're tapping into are you aligned or not? And if not, is this something that you're ready to take a step away from? And what will that look like for you? Okay, I hope you found today's episode illuminating. And if you want to begin to dive a little bit deeper into your own energetic abilities, so that you can begin to look at the frequencies that you're running or working with in your life and so that you can begin to learn how to move those out in energy and put more protection in your space. And I encourage you to check out my empathic entrepreneur, sorry, not my empathic entrepreneur course, my, um, my empathic energy management course. It is a five week live course. It starts May 12th and it's so much fun. And it's all about learning to really get your space, become more aware of energy and learn tools to begin changing the landscape of your energy body. Okay. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes and 
you can also see a direct link to that page um, on my Instagram uh, link in bio. You can find it. It's everywhere. Also, if you haven't yet, uh, join my newsletter. You can do so on my website. There's a decent amount of content that I only share with my VIP list. And um, you always get exclusive access and first notice on anything. So if that that interests you, I encourage you to check that out on my website at www.empathicentrepreneur.com. Okay, have a great day, y'all. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Empathic Entrepreneur Podcast with me, Anna Longstokes. For more information on these and many other topics or to contact me for a consultation, please visit www.empathicpreneur.com. That's empathicpreneur.com. Or check out the show notes for direct links. And hey, if you like this podcast, please remember to take a minute to leave a review and to share with a friend. Until next time, keep creating. Thank you.